Hey, everybody. Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm David Novak, and I'm here with Kula Callahan. Kula, how you doing? I'm so good, David. Always great to be back in the hot seat with you. In today's Three More Questions episode, we're diving deeper into David's conversation with Cyrus Friedheim, management consultant and former CEO of Chiquita Bananas and the Chicago Sun-Times. Being a consultant can sometimes be a tricky position. I mean, you're basically hired to tell people what they're doing wrong in their business, and that can be a delicate thing to navigate at times. David, what's your take on consultants, the value of consultants, and how they enter into a business to offer support and advice? Well, I think consultants not only can tell you what you're doing wrong in your business, they can also help you figure out what to do that's right for your business. You know, I think consultants really give you that independent point of view that you sometimes can't get internally. It's like someone looking at you from the outside and saying, hey, this may be something that you may not see because you're so close to it. Now, one of the things I will tell you is that I was always very reluctant to use consultants because I really believe that it's the job of leadership to really understand your business and figure out where to take it. And to pay somebody else to help you do that seems like a redundant cost. So I think you go to consultants when you know that only they can provide you the independent point of view that you can't develop internally. Absolutely. I'm so grateful for your conversation with Cyrus. I really felt like I got to sit down with this iconic leader and get inside of his head. And he's just done these company turnarounds for so many years. And if you haven't listened to the episode, be sure to go back and check it out in the feed because I guarantee that you'll love listening to it. For now, though, we're ready to roll with today's episode of Three More Questions, David. Let's do it. All right. Bring it on. All right, question number one. This episode is all about the importance of getting an outside perspective to make you aware of your blind spots. David, what's a story from your career about when you brought in an outside consultant who pointed out a blind spot of yours? Not that you have any, but... Oh, I I have more than I care to count, believe me. (laughs) Uh, And and I've learned them by doing a number of different things over the years that have really opened my eyes. And when I was president of KFC, I knew I wanted to create a new culture. I had lots of ideas on the behaviors that I wanted to have executed throughout the company. And I was sort of a one-man band out there talking about the things I wanted to do. And then I happened to meet this consultant named Larry Sin. He was actually the father of corporate culture. This is a guy who started doing all kinds of research on culture and and how to implement in your organization. And I told him what my ideas were. And I said, I was frustrated because I'm doing it and I can't do it by myself. I got to scale it. And he said, that's what I do. I can help you scale it in your organization. And the way how he scaled it was that he had a number of different exercises that you would go through together as a team and all get trained on what these exercises taught you about yourself. And one of the exercises he had was count the Fs. This is where he gives you a paragraph and he asks you to count all the Fs in the paragraph. And I'm there with my team and we're doing this as sort of a kickoff for where we wanted to go with our culture. And I'm reading this paragraph and I am bored to death. Oh my God, anybody could count the number of Fs. And I was absolutely convinced that there were 17 Fs in that paragraph. And he said, well, how many of you have figured out how many Fs there are in that paragraph? And of course, I was the first to raise my hand. I knew exactly how many there were. There were 17. And he said, David, how many do you think there are? And I said, 17. And he said, how much would you wager on that? And I said, 
as much as you want. I mean, for God's sakes, I just counted. I counted them three times and it's 17. He said, how much do you really want to wager on this? I said, well, I better not wager you because I've been around enough to know that there's a trick to this question. As it turned out, there were actually like 22 Fs. And how could I miss them? Well, the ones that I didn't count were in the word of. And then when you think about how you pronounce of, it's phonetically, it's O-V. And so I overlooked the Fs. I can get so committed, so passionate about what I believe in my own capabilities that I can be a thousand percent wrong and that I got to be open to the fact that, hey, maybe I don't see the whole picture. And interestingly enough, when you think about that little word of, what does that mean? Well, it's the smallest word in the paragraph. And when you think about that, you think about all the people in your organization who may not have the biggest jobs, but they have so much to offer. There was just so much that I learned as he took us through that exercise. And it really showed me I can have a blind spot if I'm not aware of it. On the more challenging side, you know, most companies use consultants to help them go through restructuring, figuring out how to reduce costs. And that's very challenging to do internally. That's where you need somebody on the outside to take a look at all your activity and help you decide what adds value and what doesn't. All right, moving on to question number two. Cyrus helped with one of the most epic turnarounds ever when he was brought in to help Chrysler get back on track. He worked directly with Lee Iacocca, who was a CEO at the time, and built the trust with Lee that was really required to execute the plan that he had put in place. David, how should a leader go about building trust? Well, you know, cool. A trust is essential. Without trust, you can't get anything done. And it was interesting to hear Cyrus talk about how he built that trust with Lee Iacocca. And, and one of the things that he wanted was a one-on-one relationship with Lee where they could deal with the tough issues directly. He didn't really want to have a middleman get in the way. And so he said, look, I really want to work directly with you. And that had to say something to Lee Iacocca because Lee Iacocca was no shrinking violet. He was a pretty tough guy and he had real strong points of view on everything. Yet Cyrus is saying, hey, listen, pal, I want to go toe to toe with you and we're going to figure out how to get this stuff done. And I thought that was very powerful. But in my experience, there's three things that you must do if you really, really want to build trust. And the first one may sound a little bit obvious, but it is so true. You have to be credible in what you say. Now, what I'm talking about here is really the simple thing of, do you tell the truth? And when you don't know something, which happens to all of us, are you honest enough with everybody to say, you don't know? Believe me, that makes you credible in your words. It does seem obvious, but that is so hard to do, especially for people in leadership positions, because we're looked at by everyone in our organization as this person who has all the answers. And it takes a lot of humility to admit that you don't know something. And that's why I think you have to be confident enough in your ability that you can open yourself up and be vulnerable and say you don't know something. And then you got to trust your people that if you do that, they're not going to hold it against you. And they won't. They don't hold it against you. They actually get more behind you because you let them know that you need them to get to the best result. Which brings me to the next point that I'd like to make, Kula, and and that is is that to build trust, you have to be reliable in your actions. And, And what I'm talking about here is, do you deliver on your commitments? Do you do what you say you're going to do? 
And you got to ask yourself, are you really committing to things that you really plan to follow through on? So many times we say we're going to do something, we get started on it, we don't finish. And when you do that, you lose trust because people are counting on you to get done what you say you're going to get done and to follow up. You know, it's funny, David, early in my career, I never really thought about delivering on commitments as being a trust builder. And I'm the type of person who tends to overcommit. And, you know, my friends would get upset with me when I say I would be somewhere and not show up or, you know, at work when I would take on too many projects that I knew I didn't have the bandwidth for and not be able to deliver. I just thought, you know, oh, I'm being so generous and gracious. I'm going to say that I can do everything. But what that actually did is eroded the trust I had built with those people. So I think that's a really important one for us to think about as leaders and as employees anywhere you work. You have to make sure that you're only saying yes to the things that you can actually deliver on. You're right about that. And the other thing that you have to do to build trust, which is the last point I make on this, is are you open to other points of view? Do you actively seek input from others? You know, there's this one law in leadership. I've said it many times. I'll say it again. If you have no involvement, there's no commitment. And so it's very important that you open yourself up and make sure that you ask for people's points of view and you get them. And then the way how you really build credibility, the way how you really build trust is that once you get that input, you show people that you've acted on that input. It's kind of like those old, uh, I know I'm dating myself here, but Toyota used to have an advertising campaign, which was, you asked for it, you got it, Toyota, okay? And when I would get people's input, I would always say, this is what you said, this is what we're doing. Then people are going to know that they're not wasting their time by working with you. They trust you. Those are really great points, David. Is there one thing that you think destroys trust? Like, What's the one thing that destroys trust the fastest? Well, the single biggest thing that destroys trust the fastest is when you have a self-orientation, when everything is all about you. Because people can smell a rat a mile away. If it's all about you, people sense that, they smell it, they feel it, and guess what? They don't like it and they're never going to trust you any farther than they can throw you. You know, Warren Buffett has a great quote about trust that I really like. It's, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. And I think what he's really getting at there is people watch what you do. You know, you can say one thing, but if you do another thing, people know you're not walking the talk. And what you have to do, if you really want to have trust, is you have to do what you say. Those tools are going to be so helpful for people, not only personally, but also as they try to build a culture that values trust and one in which everybody actually trusts each other. Because I've seen so many companies that have toxic cultures and it's because nobody trusts each other. And so it's an unseen thing, but it's so important for us to focus on. You know, as we talk about this, it reminds me of another thing that's very important. A lot of times we go into situations where you're not on the same page. You know, you're dealing with people who could be viewed as competitors. You're dealing with people who could be viewed as roadblocks. And in situations like that, you can get stuck. And the only way you can get unstuck is as a leader, I think you need to extend trust first. You need to say, hey, look, I'm going to deal with you straight up. You're going to know exactly what I'm thinking. I'm never going to surprise you. And that's one thing that you can count on me doing. And, you know, I hope that I can count on that from you. And being the first to extend trust can really get the ball rolling. Question number three. 
Cyrus helped dozens and dozens of companies get back on track during his time as a consultant. And in the episode, you asked Cyrus what he thinks a leader should do to turn a company around. And he has a fantastic answer. But I'm curious about your answer to that question, David. What is your take on what a business needs to do to turn around? You know, it seemed like every job I had when I was in PepsiCo was I was brought in to turn around a problem. And I didn't care whether I was at Pepsi or KFC or Pizza Hut, didn't really matter. What I learned was that the first thing you got to do is understand why you got off track. And what I learned is that in most cases, we literally lost track of the basics. And the turnaround plan was not that hard. It was basically getting people focused on the things that really matter in your business. You know, quality, service, the people capability that you have. You know, so many times people get into all these different areas and they lose track of what is the core, what's the heart of what your business is all about. You know, I have a great podcast with Frank Blake. He's the former CEO of Home Depot. When he was brought in, Home Depot was in all different things. They had all made a lot of different acquisitions, but they weren't focused on what they do. And that's to provide great product at a great price with incredible service. And you know what Frank Blake did? He went back and did those three things and their stock went nuts because their customers loved it. Their sales went up, their profits went up, their margins went up, everything went up because Home Depot executed the basics. And I can tell you, I've seen people in every industry turn their businesses around. And it all starts by making sure you understand the basics and make sure you get back to them. Orient yourself around the brutal facts is something that I tell myself often. Because you're right, we can get so caught up in all of the day-to-day stuff that we have to do that we kind of lose track of what's actually happening in our business. Yeah. And the brutal facts are what's happening with what matters most in your business. You know, the basics, what's happening with quality, what's happening with your customers, what's happening with your retention levels. You know, you just go down through those things that really matter and the things that really make your business tick. And you'll realize that many times you just gotten off track because you forgot all about it. David, this has been another incredible episode of Three More Questions. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of How Leaders Lead. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. Make sure you've subscribed to our podcast so you'll be notified on Thursday when my conversation with Kelly Coffee is available. Kelly is CEO of City National Bank, and she's an amazing leader. 